Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. This is, of course, our weekly roster management podcast where we run through the waiver wire and then look at streaming quarterbacks, tight ends, kickers, and defenses in order to get your roster ready for the week ahead. And also, uh, specifically in this show, we're going to think a little bit about week 12 uh, and how that might impact your roster because Week 12 is going to be a crazy bye week with the Los Angeles Chargers, Minnesota Vikings, Arizona Cardinals, and the Kansas City Chiefs all on bye in that week. So digging into the waiver wire, this actually, we we do finally have a couple good uh, options on the waiver wire. Of course, a reminder, Upside stashes that should be owned in every league, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Reichwell Armstead, Daryl Henderson, and Wayne Gallman. All of those guys have RB1 potential if the guy ahead of them went down. So turning our eye to the uh, Week 11 waiver wire, there are two really big difference makers on the waiver wire. It's going to be Brian Hill and J.D. McKissick. Of course, Brian Hill, a guest of the Tate cast a few weeks ago, if you guys want to uh, learn a little bit more about him. thought that was a, a pretty good episode. You just search Brian Hill or you search Davis Maddock on the iTunes store. You're going to go ahead and find that episode. But Brian Hill with Ito Smith now placed on the injured reserve for the rest of the season and Devonta Freeman dealing with an ankle injury that forced him out of the game against the Saints in which the Falcons actually won. Brian Hill had 20 carries and two targets in the passing game. He is pretty clearly to me the top waiver wire out of the week. If he is still out there in your league, I think that he deserves a a bid very similar to what you bid for Ty Johnson. And I actually could even say that Hill is in even a better spot than Johnson was because he has pretty much no competition for touches. We knew that J.D. McKissick was going to compete against Ty Johnson, and we knew that Trey Carson and Paul Perkins would compete with him a little bit as well. But Brian Hill with Ido Smith on the injured reserve, now he he really just has no competition at all. So Brian Hill is a guy I think that you can spend, you know, 
Uh, 75% of the waiver wire money that you have left on him pretty easily. The other running back this week is going to be the aforementioned J.D. McKissick. Ty Johnson left the Lions game in the first quarter due to concussion. J.D. McKissick was the lead running back the rest of the way, played about 70% of the snaps for the Lions, and McKissick is kind of more of a gadget back. He only weighs about 185 pounds, uh, so he's not, you know, he's not a real grinding running back, but you would rather have the running back in Detroit that was the pass catcher that could play some slot snaps that could run the wheel route because the Lions are one of the most pass heavy teams in football and they're not very good so that means that they are trailing in a ton of these games they do play in a lot of high total games so Brian Hill and JD McKissick for me are the two uh, big waiver wire ads this week. Moving on into the more borderline categories, we have Darius Slayton. Uh, I, I have to admit, I do have trouble evaluating players like Slayton a little bit. He's a, a pretty decent size speed product. He ran a 4.3940 at the combine, but weighs only 119 pounds, is about 5'11". However, he just really was not a very productive player at Auburn, and it's it's hard for me to imagine players who were you know, not super productive in college having very productive NFL careers. Now, Slayton is having a very productive season because Sterling Shepard is injured. Evan Ingram was out last week, which allowed Slayton to have a 14 target, 10 reception, over 100 yard, two touchdown day. Uh, you know, Slayton was just, he really was dominant in that game against the Jets. I think he is worth some of your fab, but he's not a guy that I'm willing to go all in on because the chances of you wanting to start him in the fantasy playoffs, I think are going to be, I, I just think they're not going to be that high. I think he's much more of like a wide receiver four kind of flex play than a guy you want to start every single week. Speaking of wide receiver fours, we have Hunter Renfro. Uh, Over the last two weeks, he does have 10 receptions, and he has started to negatively impact the ceiling of Darren Waller. I I will say this, he's never going to be projected that well. He just is not ever going to project for, you know, 14 DraftKings points or anything like that because Tyrell Williams is there, Josh Jacobs is there, um, and and he just is never going to be higher than probably fourth in the pecking order for targets in Oakland. But, he, you know, he's playing about 50% of the snaps. They are all the passing snaps and Oakland has been way more efficient passing the ball than sort of anyone expected, and that that kind of stuff matters. Like the playing in a, an efficient passing offense matters to guys like Renfro, who whose job is just to run you know eight yard routes and catch the ball and fall down. Uh, we also need to start thinking about quarterbacks for the playoffs. So if you play in the FFPC main event and some of these other high stakes leagues, uh, the the situation that you're going to be in is you cannot make roster moves in you know weeks 14, 15, 16 in the championship rounds. You need to have a backup quarterback. You need to have a backup tight end. You need to have a backup kicker and you need to have a backup defense. And and that sounds insane. You know, why would you waste four roster spots? Well, if you get uh, a, a quarterback injury, a tight end injury, a kicker injury, you can't just go to the waiver wire and pick someone up. So you need to have someone. And Kyle Allen is one of those guys that uh, we do like picking up for the fantasy football playoffs because he throws to Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Greg Olson. Uh, the schedule is also pretty decent for the Panthers down the stretch as well. So, you know, if you have Lamar Jackson or Dak Prescott, you know, one of these really good fantasy quarterbacks, we do think that Kyle Allen is a pretty good addition in terms of a backup quarterback who is out there in most fantasy football leagues. 
And the next guy to think about is Darius Geis. I'm not particularly interested in Darius Geis because I don't think that he is, uh, I, I just don't think that he's very good. And I think that he is going to split work with Adrian Peterson. They're, they're not going to send Adrian Peterson to the bench would be my imagination. Now, if Adrian Peterson is, you know, a, a game day healthy scratch, I definitely think that, uh, I, I definitely think that Geis could be useful. You know, if he's getting 15 carries a game, uh, Chris Thompson is injured, so, you know, he could see four to six targets a game. It, I think that scenario, he would be useful. Would you ever feel comfortable starting the running back who is on an offense with Dwayne Haskins? Probably not. You know, Haskins has been one of the worst players in the NFL this year in terms of adding value. So I am not going to spend a ton of fab on Darius Geis. If he's out there in your league, whatever. He probably is not out there in a lot of really competitive leagues because someone is going to like him more than we at Roto Experts do. So is he a fine ad? Sure. Does he have a ton of upside? I do not really personally see it. Uh, Our next guy is Randall Cobb. If the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff was intelligent, he would be having a, a, a great year. He is uh, averaging 8.3 yards per target, has a 67% catch rate, and has been the team's primary slot wide receiver when healthy. He has back-to-back games of eight targets, and I think he's finally healthy, which really was never the case when he was in Green Bay kind of over the last two years. He was always fighting through some sort of injury, and now, you know, that that's not happening. And, he, you know, he's playing with Dak Prescott, who is this very, uh, you know, just a very impressive quarterback. Uh, he's been playing very well, and the, the Cowboys offense leads the NFL in yards per play, and it certainly is not because of Ezekiel Elliott. So, Cobb is a, a guy that I like, especially for the week 12 buy that we're about to go into where, you know, it's, it's just bipocalypse part two. I definitely think Cobb is a guy you would want to have on your roster now before teams have to start going crazy on waiver wire fill-ins. The Miami Dolphins backfield. Kalen Balazs, Patrick Laird, Miles Gaskin. Uh, Kalen Balazs had 25 touches and less than 45 yards for the Dolphins in their win against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I don't think the Dolphins want to be winning those games, and Kalen Balazs is definitely part of a, a tanking effort. There is, uh, there's no uh, concerns that uh, Kalen Balazs would be good enough to help them win games, but he just was so bad, and and I don't know how much you can keep giving the ball to a player that is as bad as Balazs was. Gaskin played only five snaps to Patrick Laird's eight in their game against the Colts. You know, Blage really did play pretty much that entire game. It's kind of my suspicion that Miles Gaskin, who was a really good player in college, is going to get a look at some period this season for the Dolphins. Um, he, he was a, a four-time 1,000-yard rusher at the University of Washington. He's a, a pretty talented player who I think could stand up to an NFL workload. So, you know, one, two percent of your fab on Miles Gaskin. Don't hate that at all. Kareem Hunt, uh, the Browns had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the field together for 28 snaps on Sunday. They ran 20 or 21 personnel on 43 percent of their offensive snaps. Well, the NFL average is nine percent per pro football focus. That's really about as good as it could have inspected to get for Kareem Hunt. You know, seeing that many touches, uh, you know, if he sees five to 10 carries, three to six targets as his weekly average, I think he's going to be a fringe 
fringe contributor in 12-team PPR leagues. And with the lack of third wide receiver help that the team has had this year, so, you know, Antonio Callaway, Rashard Higgins, uh, Damian Ratley, none of these guys have played well. So it kind of makes sense to me that the team would just say, well, why are we even playing these guys? We could just play two running backs. So I I definitely like Kareem Hunt uh, a little bit. Our final fringe contributor is Auden Tate. Uh, He has 19 targets in the Bengals' last two games, and they are just going to continue trailing in games this season. I don't think they're going to give Joe Mixon 30 rushing attempts in most of those games, and Autumn Tate has uh, been targeted over 10 times while physically standing in the end zone, so that is uh, another positive signal. Finally, our deep league targets and bench stashes. Bilal Powell uh, is is pretty interesting with Le'Veon Bell again banged up and not getting enough touches to make fantasy owners happy. Powell saw seven rushing attempts in the Jets' win against the Giants, and I think that he's kind of taken over Ty Montgomery's spot in the backup running back pecking order. Unfortunately, Powell is just a really low ceiling ad, so like even if you gave him every snap and every touch out of the Jets' backfield, how many PPR points would that be without a touchdown? You know, maybe 10, maybe 12. So it's just going to be hard to project him for a really useful fantasy football role. Uh, another low ceiling ad, Paul Perkins. He is now the grinder back for the Detroit Lions. Now they might sign Jay Ajay. They might sign Doug Martin. They, they might sign someone. And if they do in fact sign someone, then Paul Perkins is going to be, you know, completely unrosterable and the Lions might in fact cut him. But he does have a, a little bit of fantasy utility if he's like the goal line back and the first down back for the Detroit Lions. And our final deep league targets and bench statues are Daryl Williams and Darwin Thompson. So unlike Powell or Perkins, I think these guys do actually have upside. LaShawn McCoy was a healthy scratch against the Titans because of his fumbles, though the team said that it was, you know, to, to keep him fresh or whatever. I, I think that the LaShawn McCoy thing is now kind of passed by for the uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. He just is, was not that good enough, not that dynamic. Damian, clearly better than him, especially if Dame, but Damian, you know, he, he is dealing with his own fumbling issues. He fumbled and had a fumble six against the Titans. So Daryl Williams and Darwin Thompson might be in line for more playing time. They might be the handcuffs to own in Kansas City. So that's definitely something to consider on the waiver wire this week. And now we are going to go ahead and look at our streamers for the week. All right, now we are looking forward to our quarterback streamers, and uh, ownership has just gotten really efficient in fantasy football this year. There there just are not very many good players hanging out there on the waiver wire, and I think that when you're you're looking at the Yahoo fantasy football ownership numbers, what you're seeing is, you know, there are a lot of dead teams. Like, Baker Mayfield should not really be 53% owned, but he is, and that's just uh, the nature of the business. So I would say Josh Allen does not count as a streamer. He's 76% owned, but He's probably out there in some leagues, and if he, I mean, just by the nature of him being 76% owned, of course he's out there. So I'm not counting this as an official streamer, but Josh Allen would be my top quarterback pickup of the week. My top quarterback streamer, who I actually am picking up, is Derek Carr against, of course, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals have just given up. They they suck. They, they can't stop anyone, and the Raiders have been a more efficient passing offense than anyone thought that they were going to be. This is, uh, you know, a good team to 
total for the Raiders. Uh, they're playing at home. So just this is a stone cold lock it up there. There just is uh, not really any other quarterback streamer that can come close to what Derek Carr is. But Carr might not be out there in your league. And if he's not, we are going to continue to give you options. I think Nick Foles at Indianapolis indoors. He's coming back. He's only 21% owned. He is a pretty interesting quarterback streamer. But the uh, guy who's going to make it in my article on Roto Experts is, of course, going to be Kyle Allen, 16% owned uh, at home against the awful Atlanta Falcons. This guy gets to throw to Christian McCaffrey. He gets to throw to Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Greg Olson. This offense is just structured for him to succeed, structured for him to do very well. So Kyle Allen, very easy quarterback streamer. He should pretty much be out there in every fantasy league. If he's not out there in your league, you are in a very deep, very serious format. And, uh, you know, I, I can't really give you anyone more desperate than that. I guess Ryan Finley is 3% owned at Oakland. If you are just so desperate, there's no one out there on your waiver wire. Ryan Finley would be uh, another guy that you could theoretically use. Now, moving to the tight end position, we are seeing a very similar thing uh, at tight end that we are at a quarterback, which is good players are just not being dropped at this point because there are so many bye weeks. There are so many difficult things uh, impacting fantasy football rosters. But luckily, we do have Darren Fells at 43% owned. Uh, He is going to be our top fantasy football streamer of the week. I think this Houston-Baltimore game, uh, it has a pretty high total already, but Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson, just, just, it really just seems like they there's going to be fireworks left and right in that game. Now, Fells is going to be negatively impacted by Will Fuller coming back into the lineup, but he still has been so useful in the red zone. 31 targets, six touchdowns on the year. Now, I of course, no one can expect project at that much of a of a receiving touchdown pace. You know, he just has so many receiving touchdowns, but uh, he, he has a real role in the red zone for this team. Therefore, he is going to be someone that uh, is the top tight end streamer this week. OJ Howard is probably out there in a fair amount of leagues. Um, He's going to be a very popular pickup on the waiver wire this week. I would not spend a ton of my fab dollars on him. So if you think he's going to go for, uh, you know, 10, 11, 12% of your available fab, I would not spend that. Uh, I would go uh, Gasicki against the Buffalo Bills, another six targets in this game. He just is a a stone cold uh, starting tight end in the NFL at this point. And that is like a starting tight end who is going to get volume. That's a guy that you can roster uh, and feel pretty good about. Noah Fant at the Minnesota Vikings. I know that he plays for Brandon Allen, but uh, the main emergence of Emmanuel Sanders leaving the team has not been Deshaun Hamilton. It's been Noah Fant. He is uh, playable in pretty much all formats, I think. Uh, you know, I, I would play him in a 12-team PPR league this week if I was struggling at tight end. The last guy that I'm going to mention is going to be Ross Dwelly. If George Kittle is unable to play uh, in the Sunday game against Arizona, Dwelly, I think, would probably be ranked as a top 15 tight end and would be someone that I would feel comfortable starting. I know that he was not, uh, you know, a huge part of that op- of the offense in that uh, Seattle game, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how much you can, uh, like, really hate on a guy who got seven targets and 24 yards. Like, that is that line right there is valuable in PPR leagues right now. So that's where we're at with the tight end position. 
Moving towards the kicker position, uh, we uh, again, uh, unfortunately, are not able to have our uh, our Lord Zane Gonzalez this week as he is in a tough matchup. We do get Dan Bailey home against Denver. He is going to be uh, one of the best projected and best options of the week as the uh, the Minnesota offense continues to score points. But uh, you know, against a tougher defense like Denver, you know, maybe some of those drives get uh, you know maybe they maybe they just come a little bit short. Robbie Gold and or Chase. McLaughlin is going to be the probably the best kicking streamer of the week. They get a home game against Arizona coming off of that loss against Seattle. So whichever guy starts for the San Francisco 49ers at kicker, and I know that's such a weird thing to think about, like starting at kicker, but those guys are extremely good options uh, against Arizona. Kaimi Fairbairn uh, coming off of the bye week, he's probably dropped in a lot of leagues. They're playing at Baltimore. We don't like playing kickers outdoors, but he is a, a pretty strong option as well. So with all of those guys, we we definitely have good kicking streaming options. You know, one of those guys is definitely going to be out there in all of your leagues. Finally, looking at streaming defenses, this is kind of a, a tough streaming defense week. You know, some of the teams that are out there have horrible matchups. Philadelphia, Houston, Denver, Detroit, all of these teams have really brutal matchups. So this name that I'm about to say under 50% owned, it's gonna it's gonna be disgusting for you to think about. But it is the New York Jets at Washington. Dwayne Haskins, he just is not good. He he is uh, you know a turnover machine. He takes sacks, and uh, we do not have high expectations for him moving forward. So definitely think that uh, that is a good defensive ad this week. And we have two more gross options: the Oakland Raiders playing at home against Ryan Finley and the Cincinnati Bengals. They had a great game last week against the Chargers, and they've actually been a decent defense at home despite their inability to pressure the quarterback. But finally, as gross as it gets, 1% owned in Yahoo Fantasy Leagues, the Miami Dolphins at home to the Buffalo Bills. We just we just know that, uh, you know, Josh Allen, he turns the ball over. And uh, that's really all that is that needs to be said is if you want to play a quarterback or if you want to play a defense against a quarterback that turns the ball over, Josh Allen is that guy. Miami, two-game winning streak. I don't know. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to give you guys the hard sell, but that's the best I can do. One percent owned. Uh, you can do. You have definitely played a worse defensive streamer than the Dolphins uh, against the Bills this week. So that's going to do it. Make sure to check out RotoExperts.com for more of our written content, more of our good stuff, and uh, we will be back tomorrow. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.